I got it! When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four! I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 64, we're fixing to have uh, Dave and Annie building a, um, you know, a chrysalis. His cardboard brand is getting all interviewed. To tackle Minute 64, we got a Curtis Blaze and a Jason Hummel of Better Off Dead Minute. You come home... There's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. Give me a sense of that. doesn't make any sense. Is that a problem? A promise to my second? It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. If I get a few words from you before you go. Hey, everybody. This is Curtis Blaze. And this is Jason Hummel. And we are doing a thing. A thing? From a podcast that I think is called Dave Made a Podcast. Yes. Uh, Jason knows a little bit more about it than I do. Which give is me, not give me the rundown of what you think you know. Um, I'm still kind of in the woods myself about this. In the reeds. In, in, in the, the dark. In the wo- wood reeds? Wood. <laughs> dark. Wood. Dark reed weeds? <laughs> in the cattails. Okay. So neither of us know what this is. And what's happened is a guy named Robert Black gave me two minutes of a movie. And the movie I, I've never seen before. I, I can't even make out what the movie... I, I don't know what the movie is called. I've never seen it. it, it it's just some minutes that exist. The, the file name was called Maze. And it's minute 64 and minute 67 of the movie. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to watch them. And we're going to try to figure this out as we go. Ready for this, Jason? Yes. So, this is minute, I'm guessing, 64 of what we're just going to go ahead and call Maze. Protect his beach. What does it want? Okay, so as the minute begins, did, did you make out what that word is? Mm, the word, the first line. Like, check this out. Protect his beach. Protect, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think you said. That's about as close as I can come to figure it out. All right. Protect, isn't it? (laughs) This is one of those parts of the movie that always would have gotten lost in this format. At the end of Minute 63, Bryn said about the Minotaur that it's imprisoned in the labyrinth. It's protector and prisoner. So this line at the beginning of Minute 64 is Gordon making a dumb joke and saying, Protectisoner. So, yeah, they're not going to get it. And that's okay. What does it want? Maybe is the name of the like the demon that we see in a couple seconds. Good name. Yeah, the very gnarly-looking, uh, demonic-sounding creature. Okay, so what's going on is that we seem to be in a world made out of cardboard. Yeah. There's cardboard on all the walls, cardboard tubing and steps and just everything. Yeah, and there seems to be a guy that's in like the midst of... Building the Build, world. Building something Edward Scissorhands style. Because every time he cuts, 
He makes 15 cuts, and, yeah. and paper flies into the air. There's a good-looking girl that's watching him. And by the way, that guy that's doing the cutting, he looks like that guy from Parks and Rec. The girlfriend from uh, Leslie Nope's Leslie boyfriend, yeah? Oh. Doesn't he kind of? Here, check him out. So, this girl that's watching him. I mean, do you think he looks like him? I think so. A little bit. Um, I, I did... It's not him, though. No. But oh, he's, he's that type. I did recognize one actor immediately, though. Because I'm a fan. Uh, oh, no kidding. The guy with the glasses is uh, James Urbaniak. Oh, man, that could be our clue into finding out what this is. Yeah. We could go to his IMDb and look it up. But I want to play the game. Yeah. We'll look up at the end and see how close we come. That's what we'll do. We'll do both of these minutes, and then at the end we'll look up the actual movie, and we'll look at the summary of the plot, and we'll see how close we came. <laughs> Does that work for you? Yeah. That works for me. That's That'd what we'll be do. cool. Okay, so... This guy that looks like Leslie Nope's boyfriend from The Office. We'll just call him Leslie Nope's boyfriend from The Office. Oh, man, I'm not going to be able to say that every time. <laughs> just gotta say, call him just, something just, else. Just Let's say... call him Bob. So Bob... <laughs> or is... just Nope's boyfriend? Nope's boyfriend. Nope's friend. Boy... Leslie Nope's fr... Boyfriend Nope. <laughs> anyway, Bob. <laughs> Nope's boyfriend is cutting this thing. He's the one cutting. And this girl that's with him. Good looking gal. Youngish. Black hair. As he's cutting, she has this knowing smile. Like, ah, Yeah. She's got that, oh, he's really good at that kind of look. Like he's, like she's so happy because she loves him and he's achieving his potential at last. Yeah. Like she always knew that he could, even though her dad said he was a complete loser and she should have dumped him years ago. <laughs> right? Back when they were teenagers. Yeah. And she kept on just possibly out of spite, but part... Possibly out of love, too. And I think she's wearing his coat. It's kind of oversized, kind of an army jacket. He doesn't have his coat on. I don't know how co- how cold cardboard world is. The guy stops. He, he wipes his brow because cutting this much cardboard, 15 cuts per swipe, is like a lot of work. That expends a lot of energy. It's like the Flash, I think. <laughs> Ca- calorically. Yeah. He, every, if every cut, 15 cuts are made with paper flying all over. He's using up a lot of calories to get that done. Stops, he wipes his brow. Then we cut to, at 16 seconds in, a scene of somebody who is made of cardboard? Yeah. Um, kind of got a little bit of a leather face kind of look to it. But in cardboard. Yeah. Or paper mache. Anyway, there's there's eyebrows, there's eyes, there's a mouth. It's all cut out, and clearly someone is in it. And also kind of has cardboard dreads. Yep. And there's a red light coming down on him, yeah. on whoever it is to make him look red. And their arms have, like, twine attached to them like they're a marionette. Oh. Oh, yeah, crazy. Okay, so everything they say is unintelligible to me. What do you think they... What's your best guess? So this, this thing is looking somewhere to the right. The Minotaur isn't crazy? Yeah, I... It definitely sounds like you're saying Minotaur. Okay, the Minotaur. So they don't know how to say Minotaur, first of all. <laughs> the Minotaur. The Minotaur. It's, it's the French-Canadian Minotaur. <laughs> oh, yeah, this could be Canadian, for sure. They look like, they look Canadian, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, but okay. we won't know for sure until somebody says a boot. Right. Well, I mean, they're probably going to. I, I wouldn't put it past. Anyway, <laughs> this. so the thing, he says, the Minotaur isn't crazy. The Minotaur isn't crazy. Haunted by bloodlust. Haunted by bloodlust? 
The Minotaur isn't crazy haunted by bloodlusts. <laughs> I mean, I know what all those words are. But it's got a bit of cognitive dissonance there. Okay, let's, let's listen to that again. Or is a creature... The Minotaur, Minotaur is a creature, creature haunted, haunted by, by bloodlust. Blood Good one. You got it, Jason. Cool. Okay, so the Minotaur is a creature haunted by bloodlust. So the Minotaur is a uh, half-man, half-bull. Yes. That lives in the center of a maze. Yeah. In a, what, uh, what Greek uh, thingy is that? Who is it that has to defeat the Minotaur? Theseus. Theseus. So what was Theseus's deal? You seem to have a handle on this. Um, It, it was rescuing a girl, as it usually is in Greek myth. <laughs> Okay, so he had to rescue a girl from the Minotaur. Yeah, going through a labyrinth. Are we calling it Minotaur and Labyrinth? <laughs> <laughs> labyrinth. Nice. <laughs> okay, so we're in the middle of a cardboard thing. This could be a maze. Yes. The cardboard world thing could actually just be a maze, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're possibly in a maze. The only thing it desires more than human flesh is freedom. The only thing it desires more than human flesh is freedom. The Minotaur has gotten sort of a girl voice going on now. Yeah. But there's like a there's like the demon voice, there's like a girl voice, and a guy voice, right? Kind of mixing all three of them. Yeah, that's um, interpolated at least two or three voices, yeah. Alright. And uh we've got a we've got a mouth that moves. Do you desire freedom? Do you feel trapped? Let's just call him Urbaniac. Ur- why Urbaniac? Because that's his name, James Urbaniac. <laughs> oh, okay. Urbaniac asks him if if they feel... If he feels trapped. If they feel trapped. The. Do you feel trapped? Bryn? Bryn. Bryn. That girl voice is explained. So there's a girl inside of this mask, right? Yes. Okay, so I think this mask is a thing like, like the mask, Jim Carrey's mask, where when you put it on, you kind of become the demon. It becomes like you... It feeds on your id, and you become, like, half id, half demon. Right. So this cardboard mask thing is a thing that's possessing a girl named Bryn. Yes. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. And also marionette? Yeah. Unless it's, like, they're tethering her to keep her from, like, attacking people. Oh, they're... Oh, you think these people have trapped this Bryn who's in the cardboard suit? Really, it's more of a cardboard suit. Yeah. To keep her from attacking people. I am getting tired of your questions, human. I'm getting tired of your questions, human. So this demon thing, cardboard box, cardboard mask demon. Yeah. Hates humans. Right. Hates questions. Hates questions. What do you suppose is going on here? Like all this sort of packing paper? I mean, thematically, it works with a cardboard world, or I think we're going deciding this is a maze, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, I think we should start calling the cardboard masked demon the Minotaur. Minotaur. I think the Minotaur has possession of a girl named Bryn. Yes. Well, we're really getting into something deep here. You think so? Wolf. Wolf? Oh, whoa. Whoa. We're really cutting into something deep here is what yeah. he says. Yeah. Okay. So then, then the Minotaur... Is remanifested by a girl, and then we've got a, like a shot where we see all this paper stuff growing on the wall, like sort of a a Giger design, except rendered in cardboard. Yeah, yeah, it's well, like all this paper stuff is. Oh, there's like a pit there. Oh, she's like on a platform over a pit of wrapping paper. Yeah, this is a pretty cool like designed movie. 
Yeah, the projection uh, production design is really interesting. So she's not she's not a a marionette. We just see that her hands are tied. Right. Finally, in the shot, this is thirty eight seconds into the to minute sixty four. You think so? And she totally has a girl, and and the minotaur stops talking and has a girl voice. Yeah. Whoa, we're really into something deep here. And she goes, "You think so?" <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like they broke through to the girl, or it almost feels to me like maybe it's a movie within a movie. Why a movie within a movie? Like this would be the girl dropping character, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So in the very next shot, we have a sound guy. Yeah, we've got a boom mic. Yep. We got—is this the same guy? No, that's a different guy. We've got like just some random millennial with a beard and glasses. <laughs> yeah, with a. Cobain sweatshirt, sweat. <laughs> Over here, do, do we have a cameraman? I think. No, Brittany, you're killing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So her name's Brittany, so we know that. It's yeah. not Brian, it's Brittany. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've got a sound crew, we've got a sound guy, we've got a camera, we've got a guy who's telling Brittany that she's killing it, and then we've got another guy who is all intense and trying to talk to the Minotaur yeah. demon. Yeah. Do you think so? Let's put a pin in that. That might be a movie or might not. Yeah. But in the same world, we've got this guy, again, who was cutting. Now he's made a thing. And he's blowing it off. She's smoking a, I guess, cardboard cigar. Everything in this world is cardboard? <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's like a cardboard cigar or stick of dynamite. A cardboard cigar or stick of dynamite. And it's got packing tape on it. Yeah. <laughs> but she's lighting it like, like a big, you know, fat... Stogie. Fat cat capitalist cigar. Like she's a, a mogul with like big sausage fingers. Right, right, exactly. Okay, so this guy's like, this is it. The chrysalis. He calls it the chrysalis. Yeah. Okay. The chrysalis. A chrysalis is something that, doesn't a butterfly come out of a chrysalis? Yes. Yeah, it's it's the, yeah, they, they build a chrysalis around themselves when they're hibernating and transforming. And then uh, when they're strong enough to break out, then they're strong enough to be in the world. So the chrysalis is this chamber where you are safe and sound while you're growing. Yes. Okay, so this thing that he's created looks like the chrysalis. Yeah. Okay. Power source. Oh, more. She calls it the power source. So right now he's got a thing, what he's calling the chrysalis, which looks like... A cardboard crown. A cardboard crown, yeah. Except it's layered like... like Chinese handcuffs? Yeah, like Chinese finger cuffs. Yeah. Like, like finger, yeah, like you would put your fingers in each end if you had, you know, fingers that were the size of your calves and pull it apart and then you're, <laughs> it would stick in there. So kind of, but it's not really big enough to put on a head. No. It wouldn't fit on his head. The bottom of it's too skinny. Like he could, he could just fit his arm into the bottom of it then the top looks like a crown. Yeah. And then it's woven. And then she's holding a thing with a bunch of card... Symbols. Yeah, poker symbols like heart, hearts and spades and clubs. Okay, let's see what happens here. Oh, and it ends! And the minute ends! <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so this is what we're doing. What what is this movie about? Hmm. Let's 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 talk about some of the things here. We seem to have two different groups of people in two different scenes. Yeah. We've got a guy making a chrysalis. With a girl. Yes. And then we've got another group of people filming what might be a demon. Yeah. Or an actress. Yeah. Pretending to be a demon. And we've got a guy that's interviewing the demon. Right. And then like a director. Yeah. Yeah. The guy interviewing the demon seems to be within the context of 
it being a movie within a movie. Like a horror movie. Yeah. yeah like he's a, like a parapsychologist or something. Oh, okay. So you're saying this guy's an actress. What are we <laughs> calling him? Oh, I'm sorry, actor. What are we calling him? What's his... Urbaniac. Urbaniac and Brittany are both actors. Yeah. Okay. Then I think what's going on is that she, Brittany, is supposed to be acting like this demon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I think they were going to make a movie. And they found, and someone just found this cool suit. And so they're like, okay, we'll just have her wear this cool outfit thingy. What we're calling the Minotaur. Yeah. Okay. And then, but when she puts it on, she gets possessed hmm. by the Minotaur. As they start acting, this stuff is coming out and everybody's like, whoa, what the, what's this? Yeah. She must have killed somebody or did something because now they've got her tied up and they're trying to get through to her. They're keeping the camera rolling because... It's good stuff. Yeah, why wouldn't you keep the camera rolling? (laughs) It's like, hey, we're making a documentary after all. (laughs) They're not freaked out when she stops having three voices and just goes into regular Britney voice. So she's obviously been just Britney in the past. Yeah. They're not like, oh, thank God you're back, Britney. They're just like, oh, sometimes sometimes it's just Britney. Yeah. But, you know, if we're we're going with the uh, movie within a movie... um, Thought I'm thinking the Parks and Rec guy is probably the production designer. Then okay, so Parks and Rec guy is the is the the other group of people. Yeah, Parks and Rec guy and Good Looking Girl. Yeah, Curtis and Jason were a late addition to the podcast, so they never actually had access to my guide to the names of the characters. So they're just making all this up as they go. Her name is of course Brynn, not Brittany. Are not in the same room, right, or, or same place as as the film crew. And well, the demon. Yeah. I mean, obviously, same same area, but not same room. Okay, so he's making this thing that he calls the chrysalis yeah. with the same kind of fervor that um, What's-His-Face does in Close Encounters when he's making the mountain out of the... Dreyfus. Dreyfus yeah. is making out of the uh, mashed potatoes. <laughs> like, he's like, this is it. He's yeah. making a thing. He doesn't quite know if it's going to come out right, but then when he gets it done, he's like, oh, this is it. <laughs> so the chrysalis is that to him. But and it's a thing he needs to make in order to fulfill his destiny, or or whatever it is. Yeah, but she's a lot more supportive than the Dreyfus's family was. <laughs> you know, she's looking on with oh, oh yeah, she's happy. She's like woo. Yeah, isn't cool. that yeah, isn't that cut neat? that cardboard, man? <laughs> another another clue we have here is this is minute sixty four, so we're we're past the the hour you know mark. Yeah, and if this movie is ninety minutes long, that means we're. You know, minus three minutes, minus five minutes for credits. Eh, call it three minutes. Minus three minutes for credits. That makes us 87 minutes. That means we're in the, so we're starting the, we're just starting the third act. Yes. It's the start of the third act. Everybody is is starting to get their S together and we're starting to, we're starting to go into the last part of the movie where there's going to be a conclusion. So the chrysalis must, if we're assuming, are, are we assuming then that the Minotaur is the main bad guy? Yeah, that would or or is Minotaur the you know the sub boss? Yeah, I mean something bigger later. I mean you you would immediately think bad guy because you know gnarly face, deep deep voice talking about bloodlust, right? Blood of the humans. Yeah, unless he's, the only thing it wants more than freedom is blood of humans. Yeah, right. Unless he's like the victim, but it wants freedom. Yeah, it wants freedom. It wants to be free. It wants to go out to pasture. Yeah. <laughs> wreak havoc do 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 bulls okay well sure wreak havoc oh he's trying to get out into the world yeah okay he's trying to get out into the world 
so he can have more human blood. Yeah. Because his lust is so great. Yeah. Would that soak the cardboard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cardboard get all like it would get all wilty. Smushy? Yeah. <laughs> not not stay on Britney very well after that. <laughs> okay, so Woo. Uh the chrysalis is well is it a weapon? I mean it could be could be a weapon, could be a way out, but you know, it could be the the thing that saves the day. It's what I would call it is it's the MacGuffin okay. for, for this movie. Can you make your MacGuffin? Like we have to find yeah. the chrysalis. It's like, oh well I have some scissors. Yeah, there's there there could be mad made MacGuffins. If only we had some cardboard somewhere. You know, I mean <laughs> M- M- the MacGuffin is can be literally anything or nothing. Like in Pulp Fiction, you know, you got the briefcase that you never see what's in it. All you see is the golden light. Okay, what is it? That's like the ultimate MacGuffin. What is it? Where it's whatever the person looking at it thinks it's it is. It's a washing case. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. It's beautiful. God damn it, what is it? <laughs> well, I want to come back to this guy. What's his name again? What are we calling him? Urbaniac. Okay, Urbaniac is the guy that's sort of interviewing the demon. Yeah. Do you know this actor? Um, f- yeah, I'm a fan, so I-, I know him fairly well. Okay, you're a fan. So, this movie then, I'm just trying to get contextual clues without going to look it up on IMDb. Yeah. Because I-, I just want to see how close I can get. That's the-, that's the game we're playing here, since we've been a- sort of assigned this by-, by Robert. Yes. What type of movie is this guy typically in? Um, indie. Kind indie of, stuff. Kind of indie cult stuff. Cheap indie cult or well-made indie cult? Well-made well made indie cult, like the Hal Hartley movies. That means nothing to me. Uh. <laughs> Pretend I only watch Avenger movies and Star Wars. <laughs> Pretend I only watch Disney products and that's it. Well, it, it's one of the few, like, indie movie trilogies. Interesting. Yeah. So, he appears to be about 40 to me. Is that about right? Is that about the right? Yeah, roundabouts. He's not just an old looking nineteen. <laughs> no, I okay. mean he he's been he's been in movies since at least uh, the early nineties. Oh, okay, okay. So we've got the chrysalis, and yes. we've got a demon. Mm-hmm. The world is made out of cardboard. Yeah, the chrysalis might be a weapon. The demon is is possessing a girl named Brittany, mm-hmm. and they're filming it all. Yeah, so who, who goes first? You go first. I go first. Who talks? <laughs> What is what's the plot of this movie? Give me a plot summary of this movie so far, based on what you know about this minute. Um, or I can go first. It's up to you. Uh, go ahead. Oh, sure. Put me in the hot seat. <laughs> okay. Based on what we've talked about, I think this group of people, the the people with the camera, and and the what, who we're calling the sound man, the director, and the cameraman, and the actor. Remind me of his name again. Urbaniac. Urbaniac. And Brittany are going to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, and they build, okay, and, and they build like a world. They build their sets out of cardboard. Yes. And somehow the sets become real, or there's some sort of thing that happens where they suddenly discover that they can't get out of their own set. So as they make this shift, or as this gate opens up, some gate, kind of gate opens up and, and, it, and it brings this set into the world and becomes like hyper realistic this demon you solved the box we came now you must come with us oh this demon summons let's see how would this work they okay the filmmakers find this mask in the garbage or something right 
And they're like, oh, this would be perfect for what we're doing for Britney's part. And when she puts it on, that opens the that opens the world between the two dimensions, the cardboard dimension, for lack of something better to call it, in our dimension. <laughs> yeah. And sucks, and they're all, like, area of effect sucked into this dimension. And now this demon is going to be able to use Brittany to get out into the world, to destroy the world, and it's up to these plucky filmmakers. Uh, these plucky filmmakers are just stuck in the middle of it, and they're recording it because, of course, if you've got a camera, you're going to record. Yeah. And also... Nope's boyfriend and the good-looking girl are also in this world. Did they get there at the same time? Yeah, there's... I bet I bet they did. I bet, like, the, the door was left open and they came looking for the film crew. And they're like, what's this glowing thing that I shouldn't step through? Whoa! Okay, <laughs> so they go in, and now they're in this world, too. Why would he know about the chrysalis? Okay, so they're having a separate adventure. We've got two different stories going on here. We've got We've got the filmmakers who are stuck in the thick of it with this demon. Yeah. And they're the ones that figure out how to capture it and, and hold it in place so they can figure out what to do next. Mm-hmm. And then we've got these other people that know what the demon is. Okay, the filmmakers don't know what the demon is, or it's just being revealed to them in this scene. Yeah. Um, but the other people know what the demon is and know how to stop it. And so they're going around trying to get a plan to stop it. Yeah. And then once he builds this chrysalis, I think the chrysalis is going to be something they put around the demon to keep it from getting back into our dimension to kill all the humans on Earth. Hmm. And and the plot of this movie is them trying to stop this demon from happening. Unless... That's what I think this movie is about, based yeah. on... Yeah. Based on 64. Just blind... 64. Yeah. Um, unless the guy's building the chrysalis for the movie, just for the movie, and they're off in another and don't know that uh, the real possession is happening. Okay, so what you're what I think you're saying is that everything I've said so far sounds like sounds kind of like along the lines of what you think the movie's about. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, go ahead and throw your, your yeah. two cents in. Of course. About uh, also, also, it kind of sounds like you were uh, describing the plot of Demons, the old Italian movie. <laughs> Never seen it. Which could be actually in a, uh, in a, an influence on this film. Yeah, we don't know. Um, well, I'm also kind of describing the plot of Hellboy, and I'm also kind of describing the plot of probably about 300 different movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's... He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Basic same plot. <laughs> they um, have a sword instead of a crystal, or uh, a chrysalis, or whatever, but yeah. Skeletor has a similar face. <laughs> Skeletor does have a similar face. Although he looks more like, uh, he looks more like the Darth Vader of, the Darth Vader character in Flash. Oh, uh, Clytus. Yeah, the cardboard demon thing looks like Clytus. Cardboard version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has. He's got the, eyebrows. I mean, you don't yeah, see masks the, with eyebrows. Yeah, the eyebrows and the and a Clytus mouth. And the Clytus mouth that moves, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, awesome. <laughs> Clytus, I'm bored. <laughs> what plaything can you show me today? <laughs> How about Brittany? <laughs> So what if this movie does exist in the Flash Gordon world? <laughs> and that is Clytus after he's been killed by Flash. That, 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 that would make sense. It's the demon of Clytus! Oh my god! And, and, and the world thing, you know, because there's a, there's an, a tr- Arbor planet, there's a Voltan's planet, you know, each you world keep has a planet. Theme. Do you mean planet or moon? Uh, planet or moon, Jason. <laughs> planet or moon. Well, <laughs> moon. Okay. Trick question, it's both! I was actually going to say it was both, but no. 
I try, I wanted to sound definitive. But yeah, it's so like this is the cardboard planet in Flash. Carboria. Carboria. Oh my god. Carboria. I want it to be real. <laughs> and the Minotaur is the is the reincarnation of Ming. Oh, Ming. Oh, ooh, interesting. Or Clytus. Or Clytus. Same thing in Clytus. I think because okay, so deep voice. Right now, there's zero percent chance because of how like oversensitive everybody is that they could possibly have Ming in a movie. There's just zero <laughs> percent chance that could ever happen. So they would have to make the bad guy a Flash, Clytus. Yeah, they'd have to go one down, but then he's like extra evil because he can possess Brittany. Yeah, I mean, what are the uh, upper class British guys going to come out of the woodwork and say we're tired tired of being the villain, man? <laughs> We're, it's a vicious stereotype. <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars bad guys start being like the black guy and the and the woman and the Chinese guy, and we just go full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just it, it really intrigued by Urbaniac's character as, oh, okay. and wondering how he fits in to whether he. Whether he knows what's going on or not, because he seems to only like exist within the context of the movie within a movie. Because when when uh, Brittany drops character, they cut to the other guy who appears to be the director, and you don't really see Urbaniac for a second. Well, yeah, the first fifty times I watched this minute, when I was trying to wrap my head around what the hell I was watching, <laughs> I didn't even catch on necessarily that they were in the same room. It, it took finally until this scene where I noticed, oh, there's the sound guy. Yeah. Standing behind him, that's not just a random piece of set. <laughs> because they're 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 so close in on him. I imagine the set was pretty small. I mean yeah. this doesn't look like huge budget. They're so close in on him that that I didn't see there were other people in set. And they never show him with the other people. Right. So that confused me at first. It's like, is he Tyler Durden? You know? <laughs> well, plus, you know, at first I thought, oh, what if this is two different worlds? Because they only show this guy with the demon, and then they only show the sound crew, or the, the movie crew with, sound crew, podcaster, they only show the movie crew with Brittany making her cute voice. Yeah. They never show one with the other. Not in this minute. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, what if, you know, what if there are these couple different levels going on, like, you know, like it was a Dungeons and Dragons game. What if this is a Dungeons and Dragons game? And in the world, there's this demon and stuff, but, oh, it's kind of the same concept as making a movie, I guess. Yeah. But they would be be depicting the 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 game with all the serious music, and then the music cuts out, and it's just Britney being Britney, and the sound crew being or the video game crew being the video game crew. I'm an idiot. I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the film thing makes more sense. I'll drop the video. Yeah. The video talk, but Minotaur. Know, that, it, but Minotaur. Yeah, maybe it's a mazes and monsters thing where they've lost. Their sense of reality? Yeah, they lost the sense of reality. Yeah. They were making a movie. Because, here's the thing. It doesn't make sense for someone to pick the character sound guy. Yeah. If you're playing a, a role-playing game. Yeah. Not even if you're playing Call of Cthulhu. So you've still got a movie crew in there somehow. So maybe it's the movie crew that have lost their sense of reality. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to look up this guy and figure out, triangulate, and figure out what movie this is and watch <laughs> it later. Yeah. Because now I'm getting excited about it. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, what the hell is this? <laughs> this looks terrible. But, but now, I'm, now I'm getting it. It's like, oh. Yeah. Isn't that the... You got me now, movie. Isn't that the reaction you usually have with most movies you end up loving? You know? The... Really? 
You know, like Xanadu. Yeah, one of the best movies ever. Or I, I was and uh, uh, the Pink Flamingos uh, cycle that uh, people tend to go through when I show it to them. You're just so much more deeply nerdy than me. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Is that is Matt Damon in that? No, uh, John Waters is most outrageous movie. We speak not of John Waters in this room. <laughs> His most outrageous movie. Okay, so I've just got to ask. I know we're getting off topic. Is that the one where they shoot their own blood on the ceiling with syringes and then poop on it? Is that right? Is that how that works? No, there, there's, there's uh, fecal matter involved. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> but what, 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 what I meant was that there's this like syndrome where they start off thinking, is this a real movie? It looks really cheap. Are those real actors? Or do they just pull them off the street? Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, the, the acting... And, and, but eventually they start to, you know, it it sort of washes over them and you're like, oh my God. And then eventually you start to laugh, you know, you get it, you laugh and you think, wow, this is actually brilliant. (laughs) I think we're building up our expectations too much. And when we actually go at the end of this recording and figure out what the movie is, we're going to be like, oh yeah, (laughs) I'll put it in the queue. Yeah. Well, (laughs) mystery, mystery is a, uh. Large factor of love, you know. <laughs> well, all right, then. You got anything else for today, Jason? For, uh, I say today, like we're not going to record it back-to-back. For Minute 64? Nope. All righty. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This podcast is apparently called Dave Made a Minute. Yes. And you can find it at, I don't even know. Do they have a DaveMadeAMinute.com? You can definitely find it on Facebook. Is it, is, it on the, is it on the spreadsheet? I don't know. I don't know. No? Are we going to, are we going to, like, actually be professional and look this kind of stuff up? Uh, we probably should. Okay. <laughs> well, then, okay. Well, if that's the case, then you've got several minutes to just uh, fill while I look this up. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> the spreadsheet. Oh, my God. Oh, I know how to figure this out. Hold on. I'm going to go to moviesbyminutes.com, and then I'm going to scroll down to where I think Dave made a minute started. <laughs> Glenn Gary. Oh. Glengarry Glenn Rossman is a thing now. Coffee is for closers. <laughs> I don't see it. Oh, there is La Minute de la Pure, un podcast familiar. I probably didn't say that right. <laughs> what? Plan 9. Oh my god! There it is. Dave Made a Maze. The movie is called Dave Made a Maze. Does that change any of your, any anything? Are we sure that's the... Yeah, Dave Made a Maze. Dave Made a Maze. And and the movie is apparently called... Okay, so we know this now because we looked this up on Movies by Minute when we were trying to find out. It's The name of the movie is Dave Made a Maze. How cool. I'm really liking the sound of this. Look at that face. It's very uh, great and powerful Oz. Do you think that's the Minotaur? Minotaur? It also looks like those faces in Labyrinth where they're like, No, turn around. <laughs> Don't go that way. <laughs> Doom awaits those who pass here. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He always oh. lies. Okay, so here's the deal, everyone. You can find this podcast at davemadeaminute.cast.rocks. Dot rocks? <laughs> okay, well, that's where it is. I mean, that's where it is. Uh, like to give a big shout out to the originators of the movie by minute uh, format. Alex and Pete, who started it all with the Star Wars Minute. Uh, You got anything else? (laughs) Uh, My name's Curtis. 
Curtis Blaze. And I'm Jason Hummel. And right now we have relaunched the Better Off Ted Minute. Yes. We're doing it day by day. Mm -hmm. Our first brand new minute that nobody's ever heard is going to be on February 7th. (sighs) Yeah, I know. We, we ran into a thing, a work schedule problem, and, and had to take a year off from it. But we're going to go back and yeah. finish it up. We're going to make it to the listener lounge, people. Yeah. But this is not about us. This is about Dave Made a Minute. And that's what you've been listening to. And I'm going to throw this back to Dave, who's going to put some sort of ending on it. And then I can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can, we can finish this maze. Who is with me? Whoa. That was Curtis Blaze and Jason Hummel. A uh, better off Dave Minute. Taking on minute 64 of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back in minute 67. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Chris Durkoch and Jeff Ferry of Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Taking on minute 65. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? Well, I guess you've noticed 
Something that's a little strange with Dad. It's okay, though. I'm still Dad. I can't describe it. What I'm feeling. And what I'm thinking. This means something. TJ, what am I doing here? Kate, why can't I remember?